All right, I have a yes or no question for you. Is having an accountability partner a good idea? Just stew on that for a minute, as that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we get into today's topic, I just want to say, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, hello, I'm Katie. Welcome. It's so good to have you here. I'm a full-time teacher from London with a passion for helping you be the best teacher you can be through the one area that no one ever trains us in, but it's what makes up 80% of our success. Do you know what that is? Personal development. Not professional, personal. It's all about our mindsets and attitude. Fortunately for you, that's what this podcast is about. And today is episode 55 of Teach on Teach Strong. And you'll receive episodes twice a week, every Sunday and Wednesday. On Sundays, we delve a bit deeper into a topic and come up with actionable steps for you to take away and implement. And that's what today's episode is. So let's get right into it. Okay, think about this. If I asked you to come up with a list of things that you could start doing on a regular basis that would make your work-life balance better, i.e., you know, make you happier and more productive, what would they be? Hit the pause button if you want some time to ponder this question. It is an important one. Bear in mind, also, I said what you can start doing, not what you would like to happen, such as having less work to do. (laughs) Yeah, just focus on what you can control. I'll give you a second. All right, what sort of things did you come up with? Did you think of maybe exercising more regularly, eating less sugar, going to bed earlier, leaving school earlier, evening yoga stretches, spending more time with family and friends? They all sound good, don't they? All right, second question then. If you know that they'll make your life better, if you know they'll make your life better, why haven't you done any of them yet? Okay, what was your reaction to my question? Did it make you feel a bit uncomfortable? Were you mad at me for asking that question? Would you take action on them if I told you I was going to check up on you next week and ask you again whether you've started doing these things yet? Or would you just feel more comfortable if I never spoke to you about them ever again? (laughs) It's really interesting though, isn't it? Because if challenged, we could all come up with something so we know the answers, yet we're not doing them. Why is that? Chances are, when I asked you why a minute ago, you came up with an impressive list of excuses as to why you haven't. Well, I'm too busy, or I'm too tired when I get home. There's too much to fit in a day. I don't have the time. You know, the usual. I'm sure you worked really hard to come up with that list as well. But you didn't work hard to make changes to improve your life. Why is that? Don't worry. It's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's simply because that's how our brains are hardwired. Basically, our brains love anything that will get us out of pain and into pleasure. So in this case, our brains have determined that making all these changes is hard work initially and will cause us pain, quote unquote, in the short term. So our brain comes up with excuses which let us off the hook immediately and thus we feel instant pleasure hey, all sounds okay, right? Wrong. No. (laughs) Our brains are not concerned about the long term. They want short term pleasure right now, get rid of the pain right now. It's our job to worry about long term. 
So we need to actually train our brains to do what we know is best in the long term. And that actually starts from within. So here's the next question. Have you ever got an accountability partner for something in the past? So maybe you had a gym or running buddy so that you felt uh, forced, obliged to go and work out because you didn't want to let the other person down. Or maybe you've even hired a life coach or taken an online course with the hopes that by answering to someone else or being coached by someone else, you're more likely to make a change. But you're not alone in that. In fact, there's a whole lucrative coaching industry that works off this very concept that people like having others to hold them accountable because it actually takes a lot of the pressure off them. What's wrong with that? I hear you ask. <laughs> well, sure, it may work sometimes in the short term. But what concerns me is the deeper underlying issue here. Because what you're effectively saying is that, well, how someone else feels about my life and my choices is more important than how I feel. It is though, isn't it? You're saying, well, if this person, I have to do it because this person's doing it too, or this person's watching me, or this person's asking me. Well, why is their opinion and value more important than yours? Why ask them to hold you accountable? It's not down to them to improve your life. It's down to you. And you know what you have to do. You know the answers. But no one but you has the power to change your life and make it better. Okay, now I know it may sound like I'm being a bit hard on you. Well, I am. (laughs) But that's because I care. I do this exact same thing with my students because that's my job to tell them the truth, not to protect their feelings. Look, I've always been of the mentality that it's better to teach someone to fish rather than to just give them a fish. Yes, giving them a fish is much easier for me and everyone involved, really, short-term pleasure. But it's what we said earlier about your brain wanting to keep you from pain. It's quick and easy to get someone else to hold you accountable. It is. It's quick and easy to have someone give you a fish. But if you want to be better, you need to start thinking long-term and how you can be self-sufficient, and that's by learning to fish for yourself. Yes, it's harder because you have to learn something and you have to implement it regularly. But in the long-term, you are going to do yourself a world of good. So you have to learn to hold yourself accountable. You have to learn that it's no one else's responsibility but your own to make a change. If you want to hear more about the importance of accountability, go back and listen to the previous episode titled When You Blame Others, You Give Up Your Power to Change, as it really ties in well with today's topic and will leave you feeling a bit more empowered. But being accountable also makes you stronger when you're away from your accountability partner and in the real world by yourself. Okay, here's an example. So I was in the staff room at school recently and being Easter just a few weeks ago, There was undeniably more chocolate and naughty treats floating around than usual. Now, I'm pretty good with making healthy choices. I do eat chocolate, but I'm very good at limiting myself to a certain amount each day because, well, I've learned the self-discipline to put my health first over many years. You know, it's that long-term being accountable, teaching myself to fish thing. So I'm quite comfortable with saying no to chocolate now. Anyway, I was in the staff room with my colleagues and people started offering these treats around, these naughty cupcakes and mini eggs and chocolate thingies. It was very enticing. 
Now it was a little bit easier for me to politely decline, but it wasn't so much for some of my colleagues. Now one or two went in, tucked right into that chocolate without question, no problem, they didn't even blink. But there was one lady in particular who I was watching because I was interested to see what she would do. And she was saying, oh, I really shouldn't, you know, I'm trying to be healthy. I've just started going back to the gym. I don't really want to eat this chocolate. I'm going to try and be good. What would you have done in that situation? Well, I'll tell you what happened. It was the surrealist thing. But everyone else who had tucked into the cakes started convincing her like little devils on her shoulder why she should eat the cakes too. Oh, life's too short. Oh, it's only small. Oh, but it tastes so good. Oh, you deserve it. Hey, you can burn it off later, etc., etc. You know the usual excuses. What do you think she did? Mm-hmm. Yep, peer pressure got her. And she ate the cake. <laughs> I felt kind of sad, to be honest with you. She was trying so hard to hold herself accountable. But listening to these other people and their opinions managed to sway her. So my point is, what use is an accountability partner if they can't be with you in the most important situations like this where your choices really matter? And this is the reason why you need to learn how to fish for yourself and not rely on other people to make decisions for you or to tell you what the right and wrong thing to do is. You already know what the right and wrong thing to do is. She knew that she shouldn't have eaten that chocolate or that she didn't want to eat that chocolate because she was trying to focus on her health. She knew the right thing to do. Your opinion is the only one that matters and you are the only one who has the power to change your life. So when you hire a coach to hold you accountable, it might work in the short term, okay? When you're right then and there, you get all inspired and like, yes, I know what the right thing to do. But as soon as that coaching period ends or that person's not around, it's far too easy to fall back into your old routine and bad habits because there's no one there checking up on you because you've put a lot of power into that person checking up on you. And when they're not there, suddenly you're like, oh, well, they're not there. I can do what I want now. <laughs> it's crazy. But more importantly, it's because you haven't dealt with the true underlying issue and that's how you feel about yourself and what you think matters more than anyone else. Listen, I see it all the time. Heck, it even happened to me once. <laughs> the one and only time I ever tried having an accountability buddy was back when I was at university and my friend and I wanted to try out a gym. Now we signed up for a three month trial and we made a pact to go together a few times a week after class. And we did for a while. But then inevitably, excuses started popping up here and there, illnesses, deadlines, going home to visit family, etc. And if she wasn't going, well, then I didn't want to go. Truth be told, I was secretly kind of happy when she said she wasn't be able to go. And she admitted to me she felt the same. Um, so we would go for each other just to hang out with one another, really. But we hadn't dealt with the underlying issue to improve our fitness because it was important to us. That's why you keep going back and doing things. It's because you know it's important to you. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It doesn't matter what that person says. You have to do things because they're good for you. Needless to say, I did not renew that membership and I haven't signed up to a gym since. <laughs> now, look, I do keep active, but I tend to do it in the privacy of my own home. I just prefer it that way. And I've recently gone back into the habit of doing it every day now. Not for anyone else. 
not to impress anyone, not to let anyone else down, but because I don't want to let myself down. So the point of all this today really is to encourage you to take action and start making your life better today for you. You don't need a coach. You don't need an accountability buddy. These are all just excuses that your brain is coming up with to avoid the short-term pain of making a change. Your opinion of yourself should matter more than what someone else thinks anyway and what someone else is saying. Why give away all that power to someone else? Decide that you want to do that which will make your life better and help you achieve your work-life balance and just do it every day because you know it's good for you in the long term. Okay, so I hope that's made you think and see things differently. I know it was a little bit hard on you today, but it's just because I care and I want the best for you. So before we wrap up, a few things. Number one, if you're finding value in this podcast, please bring a friend to join us. I'm not asking for money. My intention is just to make sure that the teaching community around the world is supported emotionally and mentally as well as professionally. Too many times that aspect is ignored and us teachers are just left to work ourselves to the bone and this needs to stop. And the only way we can make a change is by learning new mindset techniques and practical skills in order to grow and develop, which is what this Teach On Teach Strong movement is all about. So please share this podcast with your colleagues, email them a link, tag them on Facebook or Instagram, I'm at Teachers Resource Force Everywhere, or chat about it by the photocopier at school. I'm providing this information to you for free because I care about our community. I'm still teaching too, so I get it. I know what we need and I want to share it with as many people around the world as possible, but I can't do that alone. I need your help to spread the word. So far, I'm seeing downloads from all over the place, Canada, Russia, UK, USA, Libya, Netherlands. It's amazing. So if that's you listening over there, hey, I see you. It's so awesome that we're all coming together from all corners of the globe. Please keep spreading the message. I really appreciate you guys. I also want to quickly remind you of the review competition for this podcast. You can win any five of my teaching resources or clip art from my teacher's resource for store for free. And all you need to do, leave a review of this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Take a screenshot, email it to me at katieteachersresourceforce.com so I can get in touch with you if you win. And I look forward to hearing from you and hearing what you think of this podcast. All right, your homework. You can't leave without writing your homework down. (laughs) Okay, so final thoughts. You want to be better, obviously. I know you do or else you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. The only thing that's holding you back is actually just your brain avoiding short-term pain of making changes. But you can train it to keep pushing through and doing what you know is right and what's good for you. So come up with a list of things you think would improve your work-life balance. Pick one to start with and just do it. Do it because you know it will make your life better and that's what you want Not because you want someone else holding you accountable, but because you value your own self-respect and know what's good for you in the long run. Choose long-term gain over short-term pain. 